This episode is brought to you by DungeonNotebook.com, makers of the Tome of Delving, a hardcover notebook for keeping track of your 5th edition character. It has a place for your stats, your spells, your familiars, your inventory, all the essential things that each class needs, plus plenty of room to write down your adventure. The book comes in an awesome dust jacket and even has a ribbon bookmark so you don't lose your place. Go to DungeonNotebook.com and upgrade your character sheet today. What's up and welcome to Difficulty Class, a show where we gather around this podcast. Pod- <laughs> podcast. 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 One podcastic podcast. Keep it. Keep doing it live. <laughs> you kids can have your podcast. I'm going to have my podcast. <laughs> and by right, that, I mean go- wine. Here we go again. <laughs> What's up and welcome to Difficulty Class, a show where we gather around this podcast table in your ears and talk about some Dungeons and Dragons. Each week, we, or a listener like you, writing into difficultyclass at gmail.com, come up with a topic, question, encounter, or anything else somehow related to RPGs, and we have some fun talking about them. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bess, and with me this week is Christy, St. James, and Alex, who are three of the original Golden Pals, yeah, Golden Pals, I can't speak, uh, and are my players in my game. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey. Hello. um so yeah uh we we wanted to kind of well what okay let's start with this the four of us started a different podcast and i thought that during the you know since that's releasing this week it would be fun to have you guys over here and talk about uh the game that we're playing and you guys getting into D &D. but also these listeners have heard about your our game for like a long time and (laughs) they've never hurt you (laughs) So, yeah, this is one part just like, hey, we started a new podcast. Maybe go listen to it. It's called Other Side Suspicion. Woo. But also, like, I want I want to I want to talk to you guys about your characters in the game that we got going on. Can can you please refer to us as our character names then? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know who this Christy is. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds I'm nice. I'm but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Violet. I'm sure many of you guys have heard of me. <laughs> He's, he's right on line with how his character is. So it's yeah. I'm sorry, I don't recognize that voice. Who is that one? I don't. Whose voice is that? <laughs> it's Hurley. <laughs> well, cur- cur- currently I'm Hurley, formerly known as Herc, formerly known as uh, Stachio Mansley, aka uh, Alton Thorngallop. <laughs> you're, you're forgetting Tarda in there. Oh, I forgot yeah, about Tarda. Turtle. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I forgot about my turtle. I forgot about my turtle Tarda. He he's so upset with you now. Uh, I would be. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, uh, Christy uh, plays Violet. Saint James plays Uthal, and Alex plays Hurley. Currently in the game, um, and but you three were there at the the beginning of it, which we'll get into a little bit later. But what I wanted to kind of talk about um, was how was you three getting to know D and D. Because that is something that I hear a lot from listeners and whatnot is like getting their friends into it or like even stories about how they themselves got into it. Um, so I, I, I want to start with just like when do you remember the first time that you guys heard about D&D like what it was? Because I know what mine is and it's weird. <laughs> it was Dexter's Lab. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very strange one. Uh, what, what about you, Sage James? You, where where'd you first hear about uh, D&D? Okay. Yeah, this oh, is going to be a story that you you probably already <laughs> understand once you hear it. 
Um, so because you'll use words to convey it. <laughs> at least four. <laughs> um, so basically, I grew up like my my uncle was into Robotech, uh, so we played oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my first like instance was with D and D was actually in high school. Um, I played with a couple friends. Like I heard D and D and all that stuff, but never had people to play with. And so I finally mm. got a group of people that wanted to play. Um, so I rolled. I don't remember the edition. It may have just been like third or something. Yeah, it's like probably that. third, three point five. Yeah. So I rolled a rogue. Um, and as you know, oh god, my you were dice, still playing a rogue back then. My dice rolling skills are uh, a bit high. Um, so <laughs> I got kicked least. out for one shotting the big boss. In um, <laughs> our first instance with him, uh, he was supposed to escape, but I just destroyed him. Um, I got two crits like in a row, um, and so that was the last game I played until I started playing with you, <laughs> <laughs> where I was just like, oh, I I could do some D and D again, but yeah, like I I haven't played since like high school, and then came and played a uh, where I was Olin. <laughs> yep yep uh, that was our tomb of annihilation game yeah yeah but, uh, uh that's Chr- mine <laughs> chrissy where, where where what was the first place you heard about D? like what, what was all that i'm sure i first heard about it like in high school i hung out with a lot of nerds back then i was a nerd i should say <laughs> i was i was among them uh but we we didn't play i think we talked about it but like none of us ever played it i didn't really know people who played until about college um, mm-hmm. But I never personally played. I always like had boyfriends who'd play, and you know it was always like a guys' night kind of thing. It's like, oh, guys' night, we're gonna play D and D, and it's like, oh, okay, guess I'll just be here, whatever. <laughs> uh, and sometimes I'd like watch. Sometimes I'd like be in the living room with them, kind of listening and that kind of stuff. But I never really got involved until <laughs> I discovered you, Trevor. Uh, we have a whole other yeah, podcast a... about that. But like... Yeah, if, if you want to find out the story behind uh, how uh, a brother and sister found out about each other, go listen to From the Same Mist. Yeah, legit. And I remember like our first conversation we had, like we were like, I don't know if we were texting or if it was over the phone call we had, but we were talking about what big nerds we were and how much we both love fantasy and like that kind of stuff. And you mentioned D&D and I was like, I've always wanted to play D&D. And you were like, well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna play now and uh yeah that was kind of how i got introduced to it we've been playing for like two years now and yeah, actually, I, I, I still uh, consider myself yeah. kind of a newbie but like i'm still learning and I, I have a lot of fun with it you've played almost weekly for about two years straight so you're you're, you're i think you're i guess i mean there. like i'm always learning new things because like there's so much to it and I feel like with each game I'm learning like a new thing like a new creature or whatever and I'm just always like I feel like there's always room to learn and I think that's cool Mm -hmm. uh what about you Alex um my first experience with D&D was actually through video games and the Baldur's Gate games um I played those before I even ever touched like the pen and paper version um I think actually Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance on PlayStation 2 was the first, like, D&D game oh, I boy. ever played. And I had lots of fun with that, but um, when I got a little older, um, like a couple years later, I started playing, me and one of my other friends started playing in high school, 
and we couldn't get anybody else to play with us. So we would just take turns running solo campaigns for each other, oh, no. like one shots, um, which ended up being less D&D and more just us making up fun adventures to take people on kind of deal or take each other on. So it yeah. wasn't really, I didn't really start playing like D&D as, uh, as the, you know, more modern kind of fleshed out version that I know it as today until I start playing with uh, this group. So I, I, I know I've thought before, I'm just like, oh man, I wish I got into D&D when I was like in high school or middle school. And then I always think like, no one would have played with me. Not no. a single person. <laughs> Those books no. just would have sat on that shelf. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I, or I would have, or I convinced uh, 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 Kyle Hudeberg to play with me. Kyle, like, Kyle would have played. You're, you're gonna he play, and that's go. just what's gonna happen. And he just went, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, we we had the so the reason this game got started was because St. James and Alex used to live down here, and then they moved. Yeah. And then I met Christy and was and she was like, I've never played D&D before. And I'm just like, okay, I want to play D&D with these two people. And I want to play D&D with, with my sister who I just found out about. Let's make a game. And so, yeah, that that was how we, we started doing this. And we just started on Discord because uh, the other person that was playing is my wife, Tara. And um, so she's here, but you three weren't. So we just had to play. We Remember playing on Skype? Remember oh, all the Skype times was... that that Yikes. freaking thing yeah. crashed on us? Yeah. Uh, all right. You walk into a room and it <laughs> 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 just freezed. <laughs> Those were the dark days. We don't. We don't. Yeah. Talk about that. It's a lot of like, we don't just cliffhangers. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then there was that one time, the single time that St. James streamed one of our games. Oh yeah. That was good. It's we... still on my my Twitch account. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my god. It just says Golden Pals. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It, uh, I'm not gonna link to that, but you should go find that one. <laughs> It'll be a scavenger hunt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, the thing that I loved about this group was the fact that like we we got together to make characters, and like it already felt like y'all were clicking, <laughs> and like the like the name Golden Pals became a thing in session zero. And I still love that fact that you guys had a party name before you were even a party. <laughs> I didn't realize that, that it was from Day Zero. But I'm not surprised mm-hmm, yeah. either. Because <laughs> I think Alex just kept playing the Golden Girls theme song. <laughs> yeah, oh. like, Let's be the Golden Pals. We're the Golden Pals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I told you guys that eventually we were going to do Dragon Heist and there was some joke about getting gold. And then uh, it's like, oh... Perfect. We're the golden path. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I, I, I wanted to go into a bit about like that, that beginning part of the game and like, you know, Chrissy, you were learning it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you guys were kind of like, had you guys played online before? Uh, no, no. Alex is thinking. He's he's scratching his beard. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess they can't see my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I think we. I feel like we ran something before that started. Mm. Just well, the, the the thing I was saying is like it was kind of like a new learning experience for everyone, and I think that was another reason why that game kind of went as well as it did is because we we're all learning new things one way or another. Um, 
and, and okay, I'm going to ask this, I'm, and I'm not asking it as a, a like, how did I do as a D? We'll get into that later. I'm going to ask you guys some check-in <laughs> questions. But like, how did like you know the characters that you had and getting into those characters? How did that? How did that go for you guys? How did you feel about your characters from the get-go? <laughs> I'll, I'll start. Oh yeah, you yeah, go first. About... Your character. Oh. Saint James is just <laughs> quietly <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, mine was, you know, getting back into the rogue thing. I was just like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, be crazy ridiculous like I was last time, which did not work. Um, <laughs> but as you knew, my, my profile picture in D and D beyond. Oh God. I fr- well, is... to, cause I, I've talked about Uthal. I don't know if I'm giving a good description. <laughs> Uthal. Why don't you describe Uthal for everyone? Um, so my profile picture for Trevor describing oh, what Uthal is going to be is, uh, just Shaq hiding behind a small tree, <laughs> hiding, like trying, looking through, like like no one can see him. And that was my idea. I'm like, this is Uthal. Um, so he's a what is it, eight foot tall Goliath, <laughs> and a rogue, and a rogue. You know, he has a you know a lot in stealth. <laughs> so as he works. should, yeah, yeah. You know, as he should. So. That was my character, just be as, you know, kind of ridiculous as possible starting out. And it, you know, kind of just carried on to get even better. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I started off great, just kept going. <laughs> started up started up high, just kept going up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, there's, you're just completely humble. No, no, nothing, no, nothing about that. The most humble yeah. character. Yeah. Yes, you he, are he, the he most really humble character. really is, you know. <laughs> uh alex so so i know this is you haven't played this character for a while uh but but how was it like starting off with her had you played a cleric before i don't think i'd ever played a cleric before no and i think that's part of why i wanted to jump on board with it and just kind of try it out um and i and i would i came off of that from playing my bard and so it was it was still like casty and fun but it was definitely a different skill set like creatively that you kind of had to use to solve the problems you run into um mm-hmm. the character i really liked a lot just the whole concept of a you know kind of an orc who you know kind of felt abandoned in the world and found his place through you know a church and kind of but it was the, uh, he was a cleric of Timora, and so he was, you know, mm-hmm. a little on the darker side and loved a good drink and liked to gamble a little bit. And so he's... <laughs> so, Wasn't a lawful good cleric. No, he was not a lawful good cleric. Um, but it was, I, I really enjoyed playing that character. Um, I enjoyed expanding kind of the family that I'm trying to build in D&D through my character set and... Yeah, you, you you and Dusty do a similar thing where like you have this family of characters. Um like so so for the listeners, we started with Tomb of Annihilation and you had Alton what what's their last name? Uh Thorngallo. Thorngallo. And and what was Alton's stage name? Pistachio uh, Mansley. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Alton or sorry, Stachio Mansley was uh was a halfling. And then you made um, uh, Herc, who was a half orc, and you're like, oh yeah, no, they're 
related and um and i i I loved that concept of because i i know that some people that have done it and not saying this about dusty he's done different stuff too is like if they do a family they just they're human it's just human or it's just tiefling i like that you were mixing it up and now you've got hurley who is their third brother and he's a halfling half orc yeah he he was yeah he was the one that was actually born out of the marriage of Alton and Herc's parents. So I, I, I would kind of love to learn that they're actually like a ba- Brady bunch that each of them had like actually three children. <laughs> they just they'll show up one day. I'll, I'll work on that. I'll work on it. Yeah, I like that. The, an army uh, thir- thorn borrows or whatever just running up there. <laughs> uh, but Christy, how how did you how did you like playing Violet at the beginning? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> um, I love that, like, so, like, building my first character was, like, like, I remember sitting at my desk being, like, okay, I need to make the best character ever. But, like, obviously, like, I kind of just kind of put together um, probably really obvious things, Halfling Bard. Like, it was kind of easy. It was something that I obviously gravitated to. Um, when I was building, like, her background and stuff, she comes from, a fam- like, a family of circus people. She's an acrobat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of just ultimately decided to kind of make her more like me just cause I thought that'd be easier to play. Uh, so mm-hmm. she's like, I think she's chaotic good. <laughs> 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 and, you know, I just decided to not, I tried not to think too much about it and just have fun with her. I think you gave me a lot of insight on that to like, just go with the flow and not think about it so much. And I think that's actually what made her more enjoyable to play. Mm hmm. The uh, what the thing that I I, I just realized that I, I remembered that we did um is that we all uh, that I had you guys roll in the Xanathar's guide for background stuff, and that's actually where like a lot of stuff that I didn't even think about till now came from that is still a thing, two years later, uh or even some stuff that got resolved like um we rolled for uh we rolled for Violet that she. That she was from the cir- her family, she was from the circus, but she was adopted because she was found in the Shadowfell, mm-hmm. which has implications and has things that have happened and have been really fun. And uh, Uthal, you, uh, I literally just called you Uthal. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't know who else you're talking about. <laughs> That's right. Um, that uh, Uthal owed money to someone and you really wanted to build that out. And that became a story arc that lasted from the beginning of Dragon Heist and went all the way through to the end of Storm King's Thunder, which was about a year and a half. Yeah. So that uh, we just we got that one thing just from Xanathar's Guide. And Herx was actually having that demon Nox. Uh, was an imp. Um uh, because uh, I think we rolled that you had an encounter with Asmodeus. Yeah, I believe so. It was so. something like that. And we workshopped that there was this little demon called Nox that only you could see that would try to tempt you with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that was really funny. And now, and so you stopped playing Herc, played Tarda, and now you're playing Hurley. But we, uh, I had Herc come back while you guys were in Avernus. Um, and... There may or not may not be things that tie to you know why he's there with what you rolled in that scene. <laughs> yeah, and that, that, I'm just I'm trying to basically illustrate for the listeners like that Xanathar's guy. Those tables are so freaking good, and you can build so much story out of them. 
uh there i i i don't like i don't know what i would have done otherwise i would have just been like all right um you're all together um i i hope you like each other because <laughs> you, like, you even rolled like how you guys knew each other and stuff and you guys all decided like oh it, you guys hadn't met until then that was one of my other favorite things no, you all decided that none of your characters had met until you were on a wagon together yeah going to fandolin it was all that by happenstance yeah yeah <laughs> Like, and, like, you guys even played it pretty well at the beginning, too, where it was like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I want to go help them right now. I don't really know her that well. <laughs> I don't know these people. And then you just I, go I with it. I think the one thing that brought us all together was Garlock. And at that point, yes! it was like, okay, we're a party now. <laughs> uh, th- this is not great for an audio podcast, but I, I have the Garlock mini right here. Oh, he's so he's adorable. So cute. He's, he's so precious. Um, upload the photo with it. It's fine. For for listeners that haven't heard it, um, so so for a long time I called you guys the the Pokemon trainers of D and D because you you adopted like every freaking thing yeah. you came across. So the first session, the first freaking session we ever play out of the starter kit, they do the whole goblin encounter, and I think it was Christy who was like, "Dude, should we keep one of these alive?" And so you did, and then. Uthal failed an intimidation check, which was rare. Yeah. Um, and you, you you were like, oh, well, can I just try to be nice to him? <laughs> and you rolled a persuasion check and rolled a nat 20 on it. And I was like, okay, well, that's just, that's, it was like your first nat 22. So I was like, all right, I, I you can't crit succeed ch- skill checks, but whatever, it worked. And so I just kept having that Garlock just wanted to be your friend. <laughs> Garlock is the best character. He is the best golden pal. He is. Like, honestly. He's the best golden pal. <laughs> like, I think it's just because, like, it was my first time playing, so I didn't really understand, like, what I was doing. But I was like, let's just try to keep one alive. I don't know why, but, like, let's do it. And whatever. It's a cute little thing. I want to keep it now. And now that's been my thing. Every Everything that's cute, I just want to keep it. Well, but, but that's, like, also, I really enjoy how much, like, character development Garlock is on his own. Is <laughs> where he, he's gone from a goblin on the street to learning magic and running multiple taverns and being, like, a general manager of, uh, like, a... Of a tavern chain, I'm just saying he's going places for a goblin. Gar- he, he has had some. Uh, he has, has had some character development. I didn't think about that. Garlock has had the best glow up out of any like, character. <laughs> so let's see. You, you guys got Garlock, and then that same, uh, not the same session, but in the Fandolin one, you guys got a baby owl bear, <laughs> and then you guys fell in love with it so much that it eventually ended up getting. A necklace that turned it into a full-grown owl bear whenever you hit the ruby on it. Yep. What was the neck? Oh, and then let's see. Then Tara's Tara's character Leah adopted a gazer in Dragon Heist. I'm, try- I'm trying to remember all the things you guys. Oh, don't, don't, don't forget uh, about Lif. No, yeah, don't forget about Phil. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- then there was Lif, who was the spirit that was haunting the the tavern you guys owned, and instead of like defeating him or scaring him out you guys found went out of your way literally like <laughs> screw the adventure we're gonna go find a ritual to let us talk to this dude <laughs> made him semi-corporeal and we're like do you want a job <laughs> hey times and, are tough and man. now that's just 
What was that? I said times are tough. Like, you know, let's, <laughs> let's get him a job. And he was our first employee. <laughs> he was your first employee. <laughs> he was our first employee. <laughs> Didn't yeah, you also, Uthal, get like a taxidermied uh, mind oh, flare? God, yeah. mind <laughs> so I crit on a mind flare. <laughs> you crit three times on a mind flare. <laughs> um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't get a turn. Yeah, I straight up just assassinated this bad boy um, and then had to carry his dead corpse on me to get past yeah. the guard. So so here's the thing. He, he's just like, they, they, they defeat the bad guy. They find the person they were trying to find. They're all heroic and everything. And they're like, all right, I guess we better get out of these sewers. And Uthal shows up with a dead mind flayer over his back. And everyone's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm taking this. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm going to stuff it. It's going to go in the tavern. It's going to look real pretty. <laughs> so there was a whole like quarter of a session dedicated to figuring out how to hide this dead mind flare through the streets of Waterdeep. It was great. Not to mention the additional quest we had to take to get it taxidermist. Yeah. Taxidermist. Yeah, then you had to go find that taxidermist who was real crazy and I loved her. Yeah. And she had you do a quest. I don't remember what it was. See, there's a thing. Like, I, I, I could sit here and be like, I am such a great DM. But really, you guys come up with half the shit. <laughs> More than half of the shit that I, I put into the game. <laughs> Well, I think it speaks volumes that you're willing to be flexible enough to deal with our crazy yeah. antics. Yeah. Like, you're the one that makes the story. We just say, like, we're doing this. And you're like, oh, God. I now I got to build things. around yeah. this. Like, 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 I came up with the time that uh, that the, the half-orc rogue chick uh, asked uh, uh, Herc out on a date. Oh, but yeah. Christy and St. James made up the part where they followed him, dressed up in disguises, yep. and tried to upsell him. <laughs> I keep forgetting that he tried to impress her so often with close-up magic, and it's just yeah, it's never a good way to go. It never quite worked out for them. Um, I remember I had you roll sleight of hand for that last trick, and you rolled a now one. <laughs> it just never worked out. Oh my god, that is... Good times. The, the mustaches and newspapers. Yeah, we didn't yes. even like try that hard. We were like top hats, newspapers, yeah. mustache. Like I have a full disguise kit that I'm proficient in. I'm just like mustaches. We got this. No one and will this suspect a thing. Seen you too. <laughs> She's seen you previously. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, well. We're we're gonna talk more golem pals uh in a bit, but but let let's take a quick break. Uh do the champions loot. Y'all get to hear me read a code like we're playing Among Us. Um uh, <laughs> so this is the part of the show where you guys get a free code for Idle Champions to put in on any of the numerous platforms that it's available on. This week's code is P E E R I S B A O A K S. Thank you for the dance there, Chrissy. That that was that, that really that really sold it. Um, you liked it yeah, with a so beat. You... Like I had to. <laughs> well, what, what's funny? I've, I've talked about this before, but like when we when we play Among Us, uh, I think Tom was just like, "All right, you're reading out the code because you read codes every week on the show, so you're good at it." <laughs> um, but yeah, so listeners, go ahead and put that into uh, any of the Idol Champions or. Any of the numerous platforms that Isle Champions is available on, you'll get a free gold chest, you'll get some loot, and you can kick Evil's butt with it, hopefully, and not get stuck on a mission like me for so long and not know what to do until you eventually message someone during a live stream at Codename and ask them what to do and they tell you and it gets better. <laughs> 
So, uh, <laughs> let's do the DC Spotlight for this week, which is the show that we I, I mentioned earlier in the show, which is Other Side of Suspicion. Yes, this is the first time that it's not about D&D, and it is a shameless plug, but I thought it'd be fun to have these people on. We just did a podcast, so I thought we'd plug it. <laughs> Who who wants to tell the listeners what other side of suspicion is about? Y'all like ghosts and aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor just yeah, like left like the screen. Things. <laughs> How about mysterious I, I, airports? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna delete the description for the podcast, and it's just gonna read y'all like ghosts. <laughs> y'all like ghosts? <laughs> How about uh scary things? Spoopy things. So, so other side of suspicion is a podcast where um, each week we're going to talk about a different paranormal, spooky, you know, weird story kind of thing. I'm reading it out, and as you listeners know, for this show, I'm so great at that. But don't worry, I edit it, so it's not that terrible. Um, <laughs> you sound good. It's much better than I do here. Uh, yeah, so I I read out a story to them about something spooky. The uh, and we all react and make jokes about it. But then at the end of it, we have to decide whether we believe the story or suspicious of it or full, flat out disbelieve it. Um, and that's probably where some of the best comedy comes from. <laughs> <laughs> like the most recent episode we recorded for the Phoenix Lights. I cannot wait for you all to hear that one. I think all the episodes are really good. Yeah. But it's really fun to Spoilers. Spoilers. They're Spoilers. all good. I was skeptical. <laughs> Spoilers. I was oh. not. <laughs> uh but yeah the main reason why we're doing this is because the show started just this week on wednesday um and uh that episode is about the ss orang medan which is a real creepy uh ghost ship sort of thing if you played the video game uh man of medan it is uh that is what it was based on and we'd really love it if you go take a listen to it uh and uh, maybe leave it a review maybe write in with a, a spooky story you'd want us to talk about or one of your own as long as you don't mind us making fun of it uh at certain points during the story <laughs> um and yeah we, we we have some good times there and it's spooky season listen to some spooky stuff yeah. spooky uh, yeah. The ghosts spooky. and aliens and conspiracies up <laughs> and, <laughs> nothing and, like a good conspiracy yeah, for halloween and, 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 and dummy thick cryptids <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes so thick yeah <laughs> um okay so th this this part of the show um I wanted, I wanted to do something that um, I've actually been meaning to do with the whole group, but since I had you three here, I figured I'd test it out on you live on the air and also, you know, talk about something that um, we haven't talked about on the show before, which is check-ins. Um, I've read about this a couple times now. Uh, specifically, I read some from uh, Justice Armin, who does this with his group. He Okay, Justice is such an amazing DM when it comes to this sort of stuff. He go he full on makes like uh the survey monkey like forms and sends them to his players like how did you enjoy this out of one to ten? <laughs> oh, so like so he cute. he can figure out like what they're enjoying and stuff. How was your uh, experience fighting literally God? <laughs> ten, thank you. <laughs> ten out of ten would do it again. <laughs> ten out of ten, probably. <laughs> Uh, but I, yeah, I, I wanted to kind of have a conversation, checking in where where we are now, because like we talked a little bit there at the beginning uh, about the you know Golden Palace starting and stuff like that. So I wanted to kind of check in and see how you all are feeling about the game now. And I don't just mean like hey, it's great or whatever. I, I mean like 
I'm going to kind of go into certain things and I will listeners. I will warn you if I'm going to do any sort of spoiler for any pre-written campaign. Uh, but uh, so, so let, let, let's, let's kind of do a broad one. Um, how are you each feeling about your characters where they are right now? Not the game, but just where your character currently is. Why don't we start with Alex? Um, I've... And, and th- here's the thing. I, 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 I you can be honest. I, I do not care if you say that, like, oh, you've been ignoring my character for like three months and shit like that. No, I like. No, I, I feel like Hurley gets his time in the spotlight. Um, I feel like there's other characters in the party that are definitely taking up more of it, but rightly so, just because their backstories are so much more connected to Avernus and where we're at in the mm-hmm. campaign that it makes sense that they would have more kind of like front time. Um, I still get to do all the fun, wacky stuff. I love to do like dress up like kiss and try and fool guards. And oh if I, yeah, like try and pretend to be a band and like all just stuff like that. I mean, that's what I really love. And you, and you kind of let us do all that. Um, you definitely make it a communal experience when we play. It's not like, cause you do hear a lot about that in D and D about the, the all-knowing DM who just kind of gets a little bit, you know, omnipotent and godlike and just kind of dictates. Up their own ass. Yeah, yeah, that's a good <laughs> way to put it. Um, it just kind of dictates how everything goes, but you've never really done that. You've, you've, I mean, you've kept us in line to, you know, some extent. You let us do crazy stuff, but never to the point where it's like world breaking. You don't let us do that. <laughs> you, you keep us from doing that at least, um, thankfully too. But no, I'm I'm really happy with how the campaign's going, where my character's at so far. Yeah. So so go, going off of that, what what is something that you think I could do that could help, um, like for like let Hurley have a little bit more time, like not like I I know you're saying like there's story element things with like Marcaeus yeah. and, and Cesar and stuff like that, but like is there something that I could do with Hurley, uh, in the future that could help with that? Something that could mm. progress him. That's something I have to think about a little bit. And I, okay. and, and I think you've actually tried to do that, honestly, to some extent, too, with bringing Herc in. Um, I think I was just kind of unprepared for that reveal. That, <laughs> Sorry about that, that. That was one thing is that was kind of like if I had, you know, heard about that a little beforehand or kind of had some like foreshadowing for it, maybe personally, that I could have been uh, more prepared for that and done a better job of fleshing that out. So, OK, so, th- no, that yeah. that's see that right there is good okay. because um that that's good to know that if I am going to do something like that, doing some more, well, actually I honestly, I didn't do foreshadowing. And now that you say uh-huh. it, I feel really, <laughs> really dumb for not doing it. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, there's so many things I could have done to foreshadow that. Um, okay. So yeah, I, 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 I could do a little bit more foreshadow when it comes to like story stuff with your characters. That is going to kind of be a twist. Yeah, okay. That could be good. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll do Uthal. St. James over there. What's that Uthal going? How how are you feeling about where Uthal is right now? You you had a kind of big story re- revelation last week. Yeah. Uh, how how are you feeling about that and overall? Um, I think that that reveal was great and it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I as you know love my character <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> yeah, like very much so. Like. He's perfect. Um, <laughs> he's my perfect boy. <laughs> boy. Been working on him so long. He's perfect. <laughs> um, 
but yeah i really enjoyed like the story stuff you added to him even if he's like not part of the story i think you know i could still like i still add things to whatever is happening oh yeah no like that, see that i think that's one reason why i might not write with all stuff all the time is because i know you're going to do something to get yourself <laughs> in there like, like did i ever expect you to like try and tame a fucking nightmare <laughs> no no but i did <laughs> and you know accidentally may have gotten like cesar trapped it, it was more you know yep i still and, I'm, i will always treasure that moment where everyone's sitting in a prison cell at the lowest level of hell and they just <laughs> look at you <laughs> just, yeah n no clue what happens <laughs> weirdest thing weirdest thing <laughs> n didn't know that was uh did you know i didn't who not me <laughs> Yeah, um I, I i i love my character so like so so can, can i can i be honest with you about one thing that i haven't actually told you what <gasps> so so the whole uh uthal having frost giant blood in him yeah uh which i is fun because you said that uthal like fought frost giants with his tribe and stuff like that and they were all this stuff i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you i did that on a whim because you all were in a place where someone needed to be a frost giant, <laughs> and I had no way to get you through that puzzle. Oh my god! What? That, and that... then, and then you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna pick up the axe and do the thing," and I went, "Oh, Uthal's related to frost giants." <laughs> the the best part about that that I loved was the fact that he hated frost giants. And yeah. Would so always frost. talk about his hatred towards them. <laughs> Like, his belt has notches of frost giants he killed himself. <laughs> then he, like, finds out he's one, and he's just like, So you're saying I'm a prince? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was right, because I, I said that you had royalty. And yeah. that was right. <laughs> it's just, like, not even phase. Just, so I'm a prince, then. <laughs> <laughs> so so overall, though, right now, you're, you're pretty happy with where Uthal is and where he's currently going? Yeah. He's going to keep going up. <laughs> all rise. It's all rise. Even if he falls down, somehow it is up. <laughs> he falls upward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Defies gravity. Uh, Christy, how how you feel? So, actually, we should, we should talk about this. So, you started off with Violet, and then you moved to, uh, when we uh, switched to Storm King's Thunder, you did Elora. Mm -hmm. um who was who was really cool and had some like really awesome moments but uh eventually you came to me and you're like hey i'm not having as much fun with her yeah and i remember oh go ahead oh no no you go ahead it's fine <laughs> okay uh um i remember us sitting down though to like make a new character that was going to take Ellera's place and i think we got 20 minutes into it and you just went could could i just play violet again <laughs> and, yeah. and so you so you brought her back and you that there was a noticeable change and i know that you were trying to like role play elora but you s definitely seem to enjoy games more when you're back as violet yeah so i mean i love violet because she's um like i said i kind of play her a lot more like me and she's a lot more of like a physical fighter and you know she's focused on like helping out her friends and that kind of stuff and that's what i was really into but when we went to a new campaign, I thought it'd be cool to try something different. Elora was a high elf artificer, and artificers yep. are very hard to play, I found out. <laughs> yeah, but, and that uh, that was yeah. before the Eberron book, and you were playing the 
archivist Mm -hmm. and that was just weird (laughs) yeah it was it just wasn't a good fit like she she was such a cool character and we i did have fun with her in moments but like i didn't feel part of the team like we'd be in battle Mm -hmm. and stuff and i i felt like i couldn't do much because i would have had to have known what i was going into prior like i would have had to like make things it was just a lot so i'm really glad that you were able to like come up with this crazy elaborate way to bring violet back in like it was so (laughs) It was so, you literally sent me like an email paragraph of what Violet, not, mo, sorry, more than a paragraph. It was like a whole think dissertation of like, words. it was a lot of like what happened to Violet during that time and how Ellera and Violet switched. And it was really mm-hmm. cool. I really, I really actually enjoyed her coming back in such a chaotic way because she is also a chaotic <laughs> character. So it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with her right now. Uh, I guess... Because there was so much that happened to her between the first campaign I did with her and the one she's in now. Like, Mm -hmm. she was finding stuff out about her past and, like, she found out some really crazy stuff but never got definite answers. I kind of wish I could dive more into that in any way. Like, I understand, like, if you can't fit it in, you can't. But, like, it'd be really cool to get some, like, clarification on what was going on during that time. See, see, here's the thing. After after we're done in Avernus, it's all me. I, I'm going to be taking from different books, but I plan on doing... I, I, th- this is where the story is not going to be a pre-written campaign anymore. I'm just going to start doing stuff and letting you guys go in more crazy directions than you are now, which is terrifying to say considering you met Asmodeus a few weeks ago, yeah. which is not in the book. Uh, <laughs> that was a crazy side quest. <laughs> yeah, that side quest. Asmodeus oh. was a side quest. <laughs> oh, Azzy. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, but no, I okay. So get, getting some more answers on that because yeah, I I have kind of strung those out for a while, <laughs> and I, I I I could definitely do something to to get you more answers on that. And I think I I think I have a few ways that I could do that. So and it's also fine okay. if like if that wasn't in the forefront of your mind because another thing, um, I haven't actually been in like so many of the games as of recent because of school and work right now which i'm really mm-hmm. appreciative that you're also really flexible with that um <laughs> so i'm also like understanding but like yeah if at any point i would love to know more about violet's past because it's so crazy and like oh it'd be so cool okay yeah we we can we can definitely dive into that um how have you guys been feeling about so one of the things that we've done <clears throat> now we've done what four different campaigns we did Findelver, we did uh, Waterdeep, and then we did Storm King's Thunder, and now we're almost done with Avernus. How have you guys felt about doing the campaign? Oh, I forgot, you also wrapped up Princes of the Apocalypse between Storm King's Thunder and Avernus. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's how many campaigns we've done, where we're just like, we go, man. Um, how have you felt about that kind of structure, where it is keeping kind of the same thing going but just swapping out what storyline happens has, has it, it i, I the, my worry with it is that it's ended up being like dragon ball z where it's just getting where i just got to keep upping the ante where it's like oh i can't do that campaign because it's not as over the top as the last <laughs> one <laughs> so h- how have you guys felt about that um i think it's kind of meshed well together like it doesn't feel like it's a set campaign every single time we do something it's more just like hey 
you guys want to do this? And we're just like, our entire party is just like, well, that sounds kind of cool. And then we just <laughs> roll with it the entire time. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, when we did Storm King's Thunder, I, didn't we end up in Chult at one point? In that? <laughs> and that's not a part of yes. that campaign. We, we, did, we did Frost Giants in Paradise, and it, that's not a thing in that campaign. Frost Giants in Paradise? <laughs> that sounds like the best trashy novel in Waterdeep. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we did a whole story arc part of that in in a continent it was not supposed to be on. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. So before Storm King's Thunder, you played a sequel to Tomb of Annihilation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, and I guess that's another thing. Like we we I I didn't bring up is that like Saint James. What well, we kind of did Saint James and Alex. You guys played in a previous campaign and. All of my all of my games, no matter who's in what, are, are connected mm-hmm. and in the same timeline, um, which is why Alton and uh, Hurley and Herc can, can all be related. Um, is there anything like w- with interconnecting everything that you think could go better, or something you'd like to see that is n- uh, something I'm not currently doing with the way with connecting stuff? Um, it's been so far pretty good like everything seemed connected like everything you bring up seems like it's in the same world okay um, which you know it doesn't feel like it's just thrown in it's just like oh yeah this has been happening or like you'll tie it in with like our past characters and stuff and yeah at least from what i've seen yeah. it's been pretty good um I see Alex. Sorry, I, I started. I started thinking of the Cowtropel farm. Yeah, I was, about say, I was about to give you kudos for not introducing the Cowtropel. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's the, just making him like a a further quest. The one disappointment I still have, Trevor, to this day, is I have never tasted Cowtropel cheese. No, that's not true. You did. Did I? Yeah, you were able to buy one thing of cheese uh, uh, in Chult. Oh, that's right. And okay. then you were like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever had. I got to go and find I this cow. More and it was gone. Yeah. yeah. And that was, again, that was another thing I wasn't planning on bringing in. It was you being like, oh, I have character knowledge, <laughs> so I want to go find <laughs> some cheese. And just say that's what Tart is hunkering for. Tart for some cup triple cheese. <laughs> Didn't we also um, recently go back to our first tavern? Like, recently? yeah, um, yeah. Before we so, like, got good into Avernus. <laughs> I, again, I know this is gonna sound like it's me. Just be like, oh, tell tell me how good I'm doing. No, I'm I'm, I'm genuinely <laughs> curious uh, yes. about this stuff, and because like, here's the thing. I I you know we I record previously on and stuff like that, and I talk about your games. I freaking love. Them. I still end up ending games where I'm just like, God, I hope that was good. I hope we I hope they liked that one. <laughs> So that that's another reason why doing these kind of check-ins is a good thing because hopefully that's going to alleviate that. And from what I've heard from other DMs, that is why they do it. It's because it is kind of that overall, hey, let's check in and make sure everything's good. And in that vein, um, how are you all feeling about the 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 party dynamic uh, overall? And I'm not saying like throw somebody under a bus or whatever, but if you want to, do it, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but like, so we have, because we started as four. Yeah. Um, and now we're up to, okay, so Tara stepped back, so Dagger's there. Uh, so we have six players, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to make sure. And at one point we did have seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how is playing with six players compared to four for you doing? 
Is there is there anything that you think could be done better with having more people there? Because I know sometimes combats go a little bit longer now because we have more turns and whatnot. But is uh, is there anything that that could be better with the way that the party is going overall? Like I think with us at least, like we're all kind of cool with each other enough to the point where like all of us together kind of still work really well together. And it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like there's too many people or too many, too many chefs in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> too many cooks. No, too many cooks. That's what it was. <laughs> um, yeah. It doesn't seem like there's like too many people trying to all do one thing. Like we all usually come to some agreement on doing things. Um, and like, like battle really isn't ever that long because it's just more people <laughs> attacking the same thing. So <laughs> Like, I, I what okay th- this this is me that I'm fully admitting is just going to be talking you all up but like one of the things that I noticed uh especially as we got more players and had other players come in who had been in different groups is that like y- you all together end up meshing so well with other players where like I feel like you all n- almost get better by having them there like let, let's say let's say kyle uh kyle joined uh with the avernus game and kyle i'm, I'm not i'm not talking shit about you but this is just <laughs> what i've noticed since playing with you all he i feel like he has gotten better at role playing and he is even actually now that i think about it, he's told me as much he's like i'm really glad that i got to be part of the golden palace because i feel like i've gotten better at role playing so Aww, that that awesome. I, I mean that's I I kind of knew that that uh that the party question was I think you guys were gonna feel good but I just wanted to make sure that it's still flowing well that you feel like it's still a good group dynamic. Yeah. I think so. Well, I think like with no. <laughs> oh no! Go ahead. You can. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go first. <laughs> um, I was gonna say that um maybe at first I I wasn't sure how I'd feel having more people and maybe uh. It did take a little bit longer on some things, but like honestly, by by the second play, I it, it felt fine. Like I think I you just have mm-hmm. to get to know them and kind of, especially if you have new players. Like I think we do a good job at making people feel welcome. Like because you know we kind of <laughs> get silly, we get a little crazy, and we just show that yeah. we're here to have a good time and we're not here to be sticklers about stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, so I, far, I, I think it's good. <laughs> it is kind of crazy too. That like I literally just thought about this, but like. For some of you, uh, like the our games is how you've gotten to know some of these people. Like Nick lives in Scotland, mm-hmm. and like we we play on Discord. It's not the like everybody comes over the house. There's some some chit chat before the game starts or anything like that. We pretty much get into the Discord. Like, hey, how, how's everybody doing? All right, cool. Let's play some D and D. So you guys have gotten to know some people just by playing with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, feel like something. Nice. Are oh, sorry. Go ahead, Christy. No, go ahead. You're good. Uh, okay. No, I had nothing uh, to say. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I was just going to say that I feel like something our group does really well is kind of tacking on to partly, partly what Christy was saying is everybody's very welcoming. We're very much about having fun. But I think you were also good at making sure that you pulled the right people into the group that weren't going to try and be like rules lawyers to the golden pals. Cause that just wouldn't yeah. have worked. Like they picked, like they yeah. picked up pretty quick that we are, you know, the Scooby gang kind of deal and just kind of <laughs> went mystery with it. Gang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the mystery gang, they didn't try and like stop that or be like, Oh, well this isn't role play enough or whatever for us kind of thing. Um, I, I, 
I genuinely think Nick has my favorite moment of the entire campaign because when he first got in with you all in Chult, like seeing his facial reactions when you all suggested plans was just <laughs> amazing for me to watch because I knew they were coming. As soon as Uthal started talking, I just look at Nick's face. And and then all for, right. for like a campaign later for you guys to be facing an elemental water <laughs> god and Daggery looks at Uthal and goes, why don't you jump into it? And I was like, this is the best moment ever. He's he's now gone full golden pals. <laughs> and that's on character development, okay? <laughs> like, like, that's what I was gonna like kind of bring up too. Like, I think like with the three of us, anyone that comes in, we end up like, morphing them in with us um because we adopt things they, we like people to yeah, bring we, them. We pokemon players <laughs> but like that was like a great thing like 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 nick's character was like or daggery yeah i think he stayed daggery this entire time right yeah okay mm-hmm. so daggery was like kind of like serious and stuff when he first started meeting us but then at that point where he's like i can throw you into that elemental and i was like <laughs> yeah and Trevor's just like, oh no. And I'm like, yeah. No, no. Me. No. My exact words were is like, you've corrupted him. Look what you've done to this man. No, Trevor. He simply evolved <laughs> into a golden, a golden pal. pal. He's, he's ascended. He's ascended? Yeah. But like, like, we also have like Kyle, who like last session was like, no. Like, I'm going to freaking uh, put this ring on instead of Uthal. <laughs> that was so good. Or like, no, Dude. take my soul, because Uthal wants you to. <laughs> like, like, he's getting out. into it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he bargained for a soul he didn't own. <laughs> oh, God, so good. Um, okay, so, so the, the, we're running a little long here, so I, uh, <laughs> what, the next couple questions I want to have is, so again, we're doing Discord listeners, and occasionally I've taken a camera, put it over the table, and, and, and run, usually when it's a bigger combat. Does, full honesty, do you want more battle grid, or it, it, it being kind of a special occasion sort of thing is okay? Because I... I this is take me out of the equation of like putting it together and everything. I just want to know what you enjoy more. Do you enjoy having the battle mat? I personally do because I'm a okay. very visual person. You don't have to okay. do it though. <laughs> no, no, no. But but that that's good to know because like honestly, I when I get into writing these games, I'm into like thinking about like what's here, what's there, what's this, and I don't end up thinking that hard about like the combat part of it and like when you guys are actually going to fight it there's been several times where i planned an encounter and then looked at that area of the map i'm like there's not even enough room for the whole party to be in here <laughs> and i've only gotten away with that because i do theater in the mind <laughs> um, nice. yeah but but what, what what about you uh saint james and alex what do you how do you guys feel about it um i've been cool with it either way because you're pretty descriptive of where everyone is and i'm kind of really good at just bringing that up in my head like even like areas that we go to like i'm fully visualizing these places that we go to so when we get into battle like i kind of know where everything is um and then if i don't i can just ask but Mm -hmm. um like you know like little battle grid does help me like kind of try to figure some like other ridiculous thing to do but like for me it's you know it's yeah it's cool either way 
and, um, and you know i do have this fully painted uthal mini now which again is great for uh, an audio podcast <laughs> yeah we need uh, to use that more actually i'm i'm with christy <laughs> now he's on board showed, i forgot about you showed that. him a picture of himself and now he's all about it <laughs> i know i just held up a mirror yeah. <laughs> oh my god um alex how do you how do you fall on uh on grid versus I, I, I like the grid i think it's good um okay. i do enjoy it it's not I'm not opposed to it just being a special occasion thing. I don't think every battle needs to be it. I think if it's going to be something a little longer, then yeah, okay. it'd be good to have it up. But I think for like the little, some of like the quicker skirmishes where it's only going to be like two or three rounds tops, like those aren't, you know, I don't think it's necessary for those. Okay. No. I can agree with okay. that. That, that. That's good to know. Because I, I, I kind of did realize earlier today, I'm just like, oh, I haven't done a battle mat in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the so, last one was the Kraken, wasn't it? Or... Oh no no no! You guys no. did um um the the chapel in Avernus. Mm-hmm. Oh right, okay. Yeah. yeah yeah, the one where you were like, oh, there's a lot of uh, bad things in there. I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> Look out! Like, well, I gotta go. Yep. Okay. Uh, that 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 is good to know. And now I'm sitting here like I know I had another question and I can't remember what it is. And that doesn't make good podcast time. <laughs> Oh, I have a I have a good request. Oh, okay, okay. Oh yeah, you know, um, what? let's do request time. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hate me, but uh, if Idol Champions could put Uthal on it, I'd be very. <laughs> Come on, I'll do anything, literally anything. Okay, listen. Just because I'm on one of their streams doesn't mean I get to go to them and be like, I have a character idea. <laughs> this is my request from Uthal. <laughs> yeah. What's great is I know a couple of the people that work there listen to this show, so <laughs> don't listen to him. Don't don't, don't do it. <laughs> or do. It's up to you. Uh I- I- any any in game in <laughs> our game requests. <laughs> hmm. Like like honestly, you know, I, I will I seriously will open the floor. If there is I want to know if there's a magic item you want. I want to know if there is like a thing you want to do. I, I'm. Oh, I, this is request time. I, I, want, I, want I, I would like the unidentified item I've had in my inventory for like oh my a God, campaign. It's a glitch from D and D Beyond. I, 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 I would. I would like you week. to identify it for me. Thank you. Thank you. That's not. <laughs> I just, just put a description on it. It's just a, a gray square box. <laughs> just been walking around with, with a bur- no scene. Just been walking no around scenes. with something in my bag that no I don't opening. know what it is. It's just there. <laughs> It might it, be something in D&D important Beyond, later. Yeah, it could be yeah. In, in D&D Beyond, it says an unidentified item. None of us know how it gets there, and I'm pretty sure that it was an item that got removed from a playtest. So... Nope. <laughs> Christy, do you have any requests? More fine spirit tavern. <laughs> More fine yeah. spirit tavern. More yeah. opportunities to build fine spirit tavern. Listen, listen. I ha- I'm going to be real. I've never once planned out a session and been like, oh, they'll put a tavern here. <laughs> but we'll Y'all find have done a way. That every time. <laughs> every like... single time. Did the thought ever cross my mind that you guys were going to put a tavern, try to put a tavern in Avernus? Nope. Didn't, didn't see it. Did I was like, oh, then they're going to try and make a war machine into a traveling tavern. Nope. Didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we also have one in the Maelstrom, I believe, didn't we? 
That was part of yeah. the deal yeah. that you ended yeah. up so making we, with the Storm so Giants. So we have one in the Maelstrom. Um, we have one out in the middle of the desert made out of an old dragon's lair. Um, I have enjoyed thinking about the, the, the Storm Giants going into that tavern in the Maelstrom, and it's still spooky-themed. And they're like, what is up with this? It's just, I just work here, man. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, I wake up every morning, paint myself green because I'm a ghost, and uh, come on into work. Because I'm a ghost! So, like, that's, like, that's feature. Like, if we can't get a ghost, it's just something painted green. <laughs> oh, I do have one question. Okay. Is my owl bear okay? <laughs> yes, Paul is fine. Don't Thank worry. You. Thank you. What about the orphans? Cool. That's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, the orphans are great, orphans. too. Dude, the orphans are, like, they're, like... They can go through anything and they'll be fine. Yeah, they're working the tavern, I think. <laughs> we point underage no, children. No, no, no. They do not oh, work yeah. there. Right, they live there. Yeah. They're still children. Yeah. It has only been two years since Dra- Dragon Heist. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, no. yeah, never mind. We do, yeah, we do not endorse child oh, I, I do need a... Need to get that uh, displacement cloak back. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. I gotta, it. I gotta tie that one in there. I, I've, I've done a few things with it, but yeah. Okay, we'll get that one back in there. Yes. That, that was probably the one magic item I ever gave any of you that I was like, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna regret this. Yeah. It, no, it, it was like a few sessions later where it really hit me. I'm like, I'm gonna end up. Real, I have to roll disadvantage on every time I attack him. I have to make sure I know when he has that hood up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, any any closing thoughts before we uh, we round out this podcast? Uh, you do a really good job at being a DM. <laughs> just gonna rub your beard a little bit. See, I, now I just want to delete that part. I don't want to leave there that in here. Just leave it in there. This is part of you now. God damn it! You don't get compliments from me much. There's yours. <laughs> Trevor, you're the best DM I've ever had because you're the only DM I've ever had. <laughs> you didn't have to ask the second part, Christy. <laughs> but she knew I was going to if she didn't. <laughs> All right. I'm not even giving Alex a chance. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. I'm sure it'll be great. Alex, Alex what, what, what is your request and or question? Um. Uh, much in the same as uh, the vein of uh, more cowbell, I would like more cow trouble. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it's on our quest There's list. There's never enough cow trouble. <laughs> Listener, if you don't if you don't know what the cow trouble is, uh, go go back to the previously on. You need to know a few things, and I will spoil a bunch of Tomb of Annihilation for you and whatnot. <laughs> um, but uh yeah i think that's gonna do it for this episode thank you three for being on here we're recording on a different day than we normally do so i really appreciate that we're gonna go play some DD after this Woo! yay Ooh, um, i can say my titles oh god that's the, come that's on that's the outro it's just it's all ramp ramp rattling titles off <laughs> and you just fade out let, let, let me do okay let me do my rigmarole and then you could end it with Uthal's titles. Just so you're, get them ready, okay? You're gonna cut me out again, aren't you? I'm not gonna <laughs> cut you out. I'm not. Ga- what do you mean again? How did you know about the first time? Anywho, um, 
So, again, thank you three for being here. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to us shoot the shit for the last hour, uh, you can uh, uh, hear that every now and again because we're going to do a seasonal thing with Other Side of Suspicion. But, yeah, you can listen to us on there. Here's some spooky stories. Here's maybe be funny. Hopefully. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, as far as this show is going to go, uh, if you enjoyed this one, uh, the best way to support it is by leaving a review on the podcast service of your choice. Five stars would be great. I would love you all. And even that written review really does help. Uh, you can keep up on the show uh, on Twitter at Difficulty Class and on Instagram at Difficulty Podcast. And you can write in with your own questions, topics, suggestions, or anything D, you know, D&D, RPG related. And we might talk about it on a future show. And you can send that into difficultyclass at gmail.com. And so, yeah, uh, normally I say have a good game. Instead, I'm going to say read off Uthal's titles. <laughs> Signing off, this is Uthal the Disfigured of Vialaga, Goliath of the Shadows, Flayer of Mind Flayers, the Poison Death Dancer, Bringer of Ice, Bringer of Cities, the Lost Frost Giant, Lethal Snack of the Kraken, the Savior of the Ordening, Slayer of the Dragons, the Time Starter, Tamer of Nightmares, and the owner of taverns. Toodaloo.